We are continuing our study of the laws of Basar Bechalav in Siman Pezain. Today we're going to learn a few halachot. Halachot hey to Chet. Halacha hey, Sif hey says, Betzim hanimsaim beofot. Eggs that have uh, finished, imhem gmurot, they have finished developing in chickens. Dehainu shiesh lahem chelbon bechelmon. They have a white and a yolk. So you have the egg white and the egg yolk. Even though that they are bound with sinews, it is considered complete. And permitted to eat with milk. But if they only have the yolk, not the egg white. Asul lebashlam bechalav. Then you cannot um, cook them with the milk. Aval im achalam bifne atzma muta lechol acharehem gevina uchalav. But if they were eaten on its own in its yolk stage, it would still be allowed to eat cheese or milk afterwards. Uh, it would only so it's only asur to cook with milk at that stage, but to eat it with cheese or milk afterwards, it's mutar. Halachavav, hameushan vehamevushal bechamei teberia en lokin alav. Person who cooks meat and milk together either by smoking meushan or cooking them in the hot springs of teberia en lokin alav they don't receive lashes, meaning they don't transgress alav. Vechen amevashel basar bemei chalav. Or bechalav meta, or bechalav zachar, or shebishel dam bechalav patur. Even if you cook meat in mei chalav, mei chalav is the water that is left after milk is separated from it. Or chalav meta, chalav meta is milk that comes out after the animal dies, either on its own or through shachita. Or chalav zachar, chalav zachar is milk from a male animal. Or cooking blood with milk, that's patur. You're exempt. Um, and as well, if you eat this milk cooked with blood, the person doesn't transgress the love of basar bechalav as well. Says the Ramah Hagab, bechalav zachar lo mikre chalav klal. He says the milk of a male animal is not called milk at all. Ve'im nafal letoch kedera shel basar eno osir and if it was to fall into a pot of meat, it would not be asur. It's not considered milk, this milk from a male animal. Aval chalav meta. Umei chalav osrim hamachal kemo chalav atzma. But the chalav meta, the, the milk that comes out after an animal dies, or mei chalav, which is the, the water that's left after the milk was separated, if that fell into a pot of meat, then the food is asur because they are uh, comparable to milk. And it's even asur to cook this type of milk, chalav meta or me chalav, with meat. Rama continues and says, Yesh omrim de asur lachtot haesh tachat kederas shel obed kochavim, lefi shehem ebashlim bahem peamim chalav, peamim basar. There are those that say that it's asur to stoke the fire under the pot of a non-Jew because they use the same pot sometimes to cook milk and sometimes to cook meat. They don't have meat and milk pots. 
and therefore, um, uh, and therefore, so the Rama says um, that if a person wants to do that, it's stoking the fire under the non-juice pot. A person may, God forbid, come to do and cook basabe halab. Od katvu. The Rama continues. The end le'arev ma'im she'idichu b'hem kelei basar imaim she'idichu b'hem kelei halav ve'liten lifne b'hema dasurim b'hanaa. A person should not mix together the water that was used for washing milk dishes with water that was used to wash meat dishes and then give it to an animal because the water becomes asur bahana'a. You were assuming that the, it's hot water and it's being mixed together and you're transgressing basah bechalab. We'll talk about this more in length when we expound on these halachot. Giving it to an animal would be asur bahana'a. Od katfu, furthermore, Quoting the Maharal, the, the, the Rama says that the container that is used to make shampoo, which I guess was, um, as, as you'll see, should not be used for anything else. Why? Because the ashes on the stove that are used to make shampoo are mixed with milk and meat. I don't know if that applies so much today, but back then, that was uh, that was an issue. And therefore, therefore, it's asur to use the pots that are usually on the ovens in the uh, winter homes, in the lodges. Um, it's usually uh, 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 a, a big pot doubled as a heater as well because sometimes the milk and meat splash on them from the cooking going onto the tanur itself. But we don't worry about this because and even the chathila they're only chumrot and one who is lenient will not lose. A person cooks an embroy in milk. Hayav is considered hayav. And so is a person who eats the embroy with milk. But if a person who cooks the placenta of an animal, or the skin, the tendons, the bones, which are the part of the horn that is found below the skin, or the, the soft hooves, um, they're patur, and eating them is also patur. That the, the whey, which is the liquid that's left over after making cheese, is, uh, is not considered the water that is left over after the milk is removed, and it's asur mina Torah to cook with meat. Rather, after the cheese is made, the whey is cooked so that the food stuff, the, the thicker stuff will flow to the top and all that's left is water. That water is called mei chalab. But, but the whey 
the nisuvei chalav, okay, is is a kilo actual milk. It's asumi deoraita to cook. So those are the halachot in the Shulchan Aruch, halachot seif hey to chet, and slowly we'll go through each one. Moving on to seif hey, which was the halacha that spoke about the eggs. The source of the halacha is actually a gemaran masechet beitza. That if someone slaughters a chicken and finds eggs inside that are finished developing, they can be eaten with milk. That's the Tanakama. And Rabbi Yaakov says that if there are meurot um, begidin, if they have sinews, it's asur to eat with milk. Now the tour comments on this and says that eggs that are found in chickens are mutar to eat with milk if they are gmurot. They're finished. But if they're not gmurot, then they are like the chicken, and therefore you wouldn't be allowed to eat them with milk. The Rashba says that to be considered gmurot, it has to have both the chelmon and the chelbon, which is the yolk and the white. That's considered uh, gmurot. Uh, Rashi argues and says that uh, as long as it has um, the chelmon, uh, then that then it's called gmurot. So the shuhana ruch is posek like the Rashba, that it needs to have both, and that's what's considered finished. The taz and the shach both bring that there's a minhag to forbid any eggs that were found in the chicken um, with uh, with milk, even if they were complete with the shell. Um, but it all depends on the place. If there was no minhag, then a person could be mekil. Uh, the shach also says that, um, based on what we learned above, that there's no marit ein by cooking. Um, we remember we talked about this in, in the last year, and therefore that... When the, when the Shulchan Ruch says it's asur to cook eggs in the milk, he must mean that it's asur to eat the eggs in the milk, but to cook the eggs in the milk would be mutar. Seif Vav, we learned about the halachot of uh, cooking meat via uh, smoking it, using the smoking method. Uh, the the, the Shulchan Ruch really is just a quote of the Rambam, uh, who quotes the same idea, that uh, meat and milk me'ushan is... Is uh, is Hayav, and the, the source of the Rambam is actually the Gemara in Masa, in in the Yerushalmi. And there, the Gemara asks if there is a din of basar bechalav that was cooked together uh, with uh, with smoking, meaning they were first cooked and then put over smoke. And the Magid uh, Mishnah over there says that the same question is by cooking in the hot springs of Tiberia, and the question was actually left unanswered in the Talmud Yerushalmi. And the Rambam over there says that in both cases, en lokin, right? I mean, the, the, the severe punishment of lashes doesn't apply. But the question remains whether or not there's an isur de oraita, without the punishment of lashes, to cook basar bechalav in the hot spring or by, by smoking. Um, so the Magid Mishnah says that since the basar bechalav is an isur mi de oraita, then we have to be mahmir in these cases because it's a safek. In addition, we can say that uh, since the method of, of smoking or is, is asur on Shabbat, it's considered like cooking, so maybe we can infer the same thing by basar bechalav, and therefore it would also be asur bahana. There are those that argue the Aruch HaShulchan says you can't compare the, the, the two cases. Um, that, uh, that, uh, because he says that uh, smoking is only asur midrabanan and would be considered mutar bahana based on a comment of the shach. 
Um, uh, so it depends on who you hold like, but the Shulchan Aruch is clear that the strong punishment of lashes, in looking by a person who smokes the meat or cooks in the hot the meat and milk or or cooks in the hot springs of Tiberia. The Shulchan Aruch also said in Se'ivav that cooking blood and milk together is patur. Uh, just quickly, uh, the question um, uh, of whether or not a person can eat cooked blood, you know, is it something that's Dilraita or not? Um, so uh, the, the Shach wants to believe that according to the Mechaber, it's Asur Midilraita. But the Kafa Chaim and, uh, and Rav Avadya hold that the Mechaber's position is that it's only Isur Midirabanan. Um, but cooking uh, the, the blood and the milk together is Paturav uh, al-Asur, which seems it's only Dirabanan. The Ramah brings four cases that we went through, and he said that um, there are those who say that it's Asur to stoke the fire under the pot of a non-Jew because they use the same pot to cook meat and to cook milk, and therefore by stoking it, you may come to cook Pasabe Chalav. Rabbi Akiva Eger asks the question, why should it be Asur? There is no intention to cook, and it's not a... Um, because maybe the non-Jew didn't cook meat and milk in the pot on the stove. And uh, Rav Akiva Eger answers that only in the case of a safek in the future can we be mekil, the deen of But in the case of safek in the past, like our case, we are certainly cooking, but we do not know if there's meat and milk in the pot, so therefore it's asur to stoke the fire. Um, in fact, he brings down the machloka between the Arucha Shuchan and Tosfot. According to the even a, 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 a psik resha is mutar if two conditions are present. One, there is no intention to do an improper action. And two, there is no hana'ah from the isur that is done. So in our case, it would be mutar to soak the fire because there's no intention to cook the food in the pot and there's no benefit from doing so because it's non-Jewish person's pot. Tosfot argues and says that midabanan, these heterim don't apply. Um... Uh, even even when the when the two conditions are, are present, so stoking the fire would be uh, asur. So according to Tosfot, the Taz seems to um, follow like the Aruch and uh, says that we can stoke the fire. Another reason to allow stoking the fire is a rule that's called Stam Keli Eno Ben Yoma. That most kelim, there's a general rule, haven't been used within 24 hours, within a day. After 24 hours, the food that was absorbed in the walls of the kli would have spoiled. And derech um, bishul doesn't apply if the meat or milk has spoiled before they are cooked together. Therefore, um, if we can actually determine that the kli on the on the stove is eno ben yomo, is not within 24 hours, then we can soak the fire without a problem. The question is, how can we be sure? You know, the, the, the halachic way of removing a doubt is to create a svek sveka, which we'll see. So now according to the Rashba, we can say that the pot was that we can say that the pot has not been used in the last twenty four hours and even if it was used, maybe it was only used for water. Um, according to the tour we can say that maybe the pot has not been used within the last twenty four hours. And even if it was used, maybe the food that was cooked in the pot is giving a bad taste to the food being cooked now. There's your Svek Sveka. But according to the tour, that Svek Sveka only helps to be matir, the cook being the food being cooked in the pot, but not the cooking itself. Uh, so it would be a problem for the tour to stoke the fire, but not for the Rashba. 
you know, mixing milk and meat in the dishwasher together. Uh, the shach says that the, the water needs to be yad soledet bo in order for there to be a problem. Um, we know that Rav Avadia was famous to be to to say that it, would, it is allowed because the soap acts as an agent to spoil all the food that's in there. Um, uh, so it's important that to put meat and milk dishes in the dishwasher, even with mamashut, because the the, the, the soap acts as a spoiling agent. We'll talk about that um, later on. But to just put in meat and milk dishes in the dishwasher and just run a, a water hot cycle, that's that poses a big problem of uh, bishul. An interesting question that comes up as a result of what we learned is um, is cooking in a microwave considered derech bishul a way of cooking because it's a common way that people do now use the microwave to heat things up so the Badea Shulchan says that on one hand the, the microwave can be compared to the Chamei Teveria the hot waters of Teveria which is not get hot enough through fire on the other hand the microwave itself doesn't get hot and therefore the waters of Teveria are themselves hot so he actually leaves it as a question the microwave is it's amazing system how it just cooks the food but doesn't get hot itself um I think it's best to be machmir, especially when you're dealing with meat and milk. It's still right. Uh, um, you should uh, be machmir, not use a microwave to heat up things. Um, if they're one after the other, then you certainly uh, is fine. Um, and um, another question is that what happens if a person has a sink that is plugged up with pieces of meat and, and milk? You know, back in the olden days, people used to have only one sink. Now we have two sinks. It may not be much of a problem, but in the olden days, they had couple uh, uh one sink can i can i run hot water um to let's say unplug the sink stuff that is in there um and uh or is it considered bishul so um so on one, on one hand we say that you know a rui pouring hot water is derech bishul is a way of cooking but on the other hand um the intention is not to cook it's to unplug the sink um, we're going to learn that uh, that's still a problem even if you don't have intent to cook because intention only applies really to Shabbat but it doesn't apply to other Isurim. So therefore, if a person unintentionally cooks Basar V'chalav together, it's Asur. Um, but nevertheless, it's very likely that the meat and milk are far apart in uh, in, in the Irui, um, uh, that the, the the actual pouring from the faucet only has the ability to cook the, the shell, the width of a peel, and not able to spread the taste from one piece to the other. So therefore, it's not really a secretion, something that's obviously going to happen, and would be mutar. We will continue Bezrat Hashem um, next, uh, next week.